right. Hey, everyone. Thanks for joining me again for episode number two of the Legacy Finance Podcast. Um, I wanted to change things up a little bit on this one. Um, my original thought was to just record a podcast about my origin story and to kind of inquire about my listeners and what they did as far as getting into stock and investing. I recorded a whole little episode and then when I listened back to it, I kind of went, man, this would be better as a conversation. So I reached out uh, into the Twitter sphere to the Dividend Dog. Hopefully um, some of his followers are going to listen in and get to hear about uh, Dividend Dog and his investing origin story. Um, so with that, I'm going to go ahead and let him introduce a little bit about himself right now. And uh, that way we can get to know who we're talking to. Go ahead, Doug. All right, Paul. Thank you so much. Thanks again for having me on your podcast, man. This is my first time doing anything like this, so this is awesome. I jumped on the opportunity. Um, just to give you a background of what I am and the Dividend Dog, um, I'm just your typical nine-to-five guy. I work um, in digital marketing um, for um, automotive company, and what I do on the side is I do long-term investing, and I have this strategy that I read about um, called Dividend Growth Investing. But go back to how I got into it. Um, two years ago, I started investing when I, I honestly was sitting out to dinner with my with my family and my wife at the my, my wife now and my car declined at dinner and that was an embarrassing moment to me. Yeah, as a, like as a man, um, my my wife, my girlfriend at the time, but she's my wife now. Um, she she obviously she covered for me. And when we got home, I got in the bedroom. I was like, that will never, ever happen again. I put that <laughs> on my life. And ever since then, I and that, at that time, I was buying sneakers and kind of doing YouTube. I was starting to make YouTube videos, blah, blah, blah. You know, and I got rid of all that stuff and started reading a book called How Money Works. And then I realized I was behind. Right. I did was I read a book called How Money Works, read that. And then I started researching dividend investing because I was like, oh, long term, I got I'm, I'm going to live till I'm 50 anyway. I already know that. Like, there's no, there's no if, ands, or but about it. So I started reading and, you know, realizing Warren Buffett was getting millions of dollars in dividends for doing nothing. And then oh, I started yeah. reading these books. Um, one of my favorite books, um, The Automatic Millionaire on How to Pay Yourself First. I started realizing, like, oh, wow, I was paying myself wrong the whole time. I'm thinking going out buying things like lavish things like shoes and all the gadgets and stuff like that, you know, for myself. I'm like, no, you should be investing in yourself like you know take that money and have it working for you in the back end so i started putting 40 bucks away 50 bucks away a month and then i started to see a little progress and i was like i started to read more books i started getting more invested into your, you know once they say you start investing in yourself you'll start to you know see more opportunities with your money and that's what right. happened and i and i you know i took off with that and um a lot of the plays that i started out with i I 100% don't even have anymore just because I was new and I just jumped in and I didn't know what I was doing. I still don't know what I'm doing now, but I'm way more seasoned as a, you know, just like a do-it-yourself investor. I'm not anything, you know, no financial advisor or anything like that. Mm -hmm. I just, I've done a lot of, you know, extensive research and I've read, you know, I've read a good amount of some, you know, some of the books that I've seen on Twitter and I follow a lot of great accounts. And that's basically, you know, what I do is, take that money that I make, um, you know, from my check, paying myself first. And I put it in companies that pay me a dividend either monthly or every quarter. And I take that every time I get a little paycheck, you know, from that dividend, um, I take that and reinvest it back into the company. And, you know, that's called the drip. So right. and I take that with compounding interest 
And the more that I read about compounding interest and how, you know, it's the eighth wonder of the world. So it's like you really can't put your mind around how much your money can compound in five to 10 years within the stock market. You know, so it's that I I feel like it's not the it's probably not the safest place, but I feel like it's one it's probably one of the safest places or top safest places you can put your money right now. Oh, I agree. Less than, you know, for anyone. So that's my strategy that what I use and I keep it very simple. Um, There's, you know, things that I look at, you know, in companies, you know, P ratio, dividend growth, how long they've been growing their dividend on their on their payout ratio. Um, you know, different factors and stuff I talk about on my Twitter um, with my followers and, you know, I, the followers that I have and, you know, I've accumulated. I have no, you know, they I. Twitter, just because I was on Instagram, honestly, doing the same posting pictures, you know, and all my stories and wasn't getting any interaction on it. So I was like, well, let me see if, you know, what happens on Twitter. I didn't you know, I didn't realize how deep it was. And then I, I just jumped into it again and. You know, here we are, you know, I'm, you know, talking on a podcast about, you know, <laughs> you know, a strategy, you know, that I've read about. And, you know, I want others to hear about it as well, um, just to give them confidence, you know, just to let people know, like, hey, you can start with a hundred dollars a month and put it into an ETF and, you know, see that compounding interest um, over time. Because like I, you know, said at the beginning, you're going to you're going to be 50 at the end of the day. Like right. you're living to be 50 at the end of the day. So why not put at least 20, 50, 60 bucks into an ETF, a dividend ETF that, you know, that's, you know, right between two and 5% dividend yield. That's been growing the dividend yield. Um, perfect example. One of my favorite one, SCHD. Um, that's very heavily, you know, talked about in the dividend community. I feel like that's, you know, that's a starter for people to get in. It's under a hundred dollars all times, you know, it's market. a very popular one among the dividend investors. Yes. And, you know, I, I, it's, I, I think it's, you know, down the line, it's going to, it's going to be a staple here soon. You know, it's going to be a big one. I feel like, a, like a QQQ or the VTIs. I feel like it's going to be a big one just like that, you know, down the line, you know, right. 10, 20 years or so. So I, I like, number one, I want to say, I, I'm glad to hear that your wife still married you after that. Horror <laughs> restaurant. That's awesome. Um, you know, my my route into dividend or not dividend investing is like is, has been kind of like where I ended up. Mm-hmm. Um, I was I'm, I'm close to 50 and I was I worked for a state agency. And one okay. of the guy who worked for me um, was a young kid, really smart guy. And uh, it wasn't until after he stopped working for me and went to work for another supervisor that, you know, he and I kind of became friends. And one day he's talking about how he's trying to get another coworker to start investing some of his money. And I had never, like I had years before I had someone had told me about investing. I'd opened up a Scott trade account. It's not even around anymore. I think TD bought them or E-Trade bought them, but I had opened an account. I never funded it. I never bought anything in it. I forgot about it. And that was years ago. Mm-hmm. So this is around probably 2017 when he's, he brings us up and I'm like, well, tell me more about this. So he's like, okay. So with, with our, with the state agency, we had um, a 401k you could invest in and a 457, which is like a 401k with some different rules as far as how you pull the money out. And um, we have a pension too. So for me, my 457 was kind of like free money. You know, the pension was going to be there, hopefully, no matter what, depending on, you know, state finances. But for the most part, I was looking at the 457 as, okay, I can, this is money I can, I can play with. I can, I can hopefully learn more about investing with and see where this goes. He showed me how to set it up. I could I move some money into the brokerage account as a self-directed um, option. 
I told him, it's funny. He laughed me for years. I said, oh yeah, I'll give it a shot. I'll dip my toe in see how it works. Um, I put a couple hundred bucks in and within, I think two or three weeks I had the maximum amount I can move over was into that account to, to mess with. It was with Charles Schwab and I was, I was getting into it. So I'm, I'm reading stuff. I'm, I hadn't found, um, FinTwit yet, but I was looking at like different websites and I was you know looking at news articles and started to find podcasts about this. I went through the gamut, like, man, I started mm-hmm. doing penny trades and yeah and buy companies that i thought were gonna be good and i was impatient i'm like i've had this thing for a week how come it's not going anywhere i was too man i was, doing, right. I was trying it all <laughs> i think everyone i think everyone kind of did and in, in, in this little um generation of investors i think that have come in the last few years i think that's kind of like a natural progression is you come in wanting to make fast money you go through penny stocks you go through options you go through these different phases and then hopefully, you know, it took me a few years to get to the point where I am, where I'm like, you're like, you like your, your uh, revelation that compounding interest on a solid dividend payer um, it, with a, with the underlying company being solid, that's, you know, it's almost risk-free, you know, there's always risk. There's going to be risk anything unless you go, there's risk to put your money under your mattress because you're going to lose yes. money to inflation. You know, there's, there's risk no matter what. Yep. And there's risk of, you know, depending on not, not investing at all right like you know it's and you know it goes back to what you're saying you know it's 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 risky but it's also you know and it can be a lot of common sense you know all the books i i've you know i i'm not trying to brag but i've put down like 10 books in the past two years which is the most i haven't picked up a book since i was in college i'm gonna be honest yeah i'm the same way i'm the same way i haven't read as much as i've read in the last couple years i had probably the 10 years prior Yes. And and it's crazy now, you know, I'm on Twitter, I'm constantly reading there too. So it's, it's just common sense of looking around too. It's like, what's in your hand, an Apple device. I'm going to do, um, I've another episode coming up pretty soon. I, I'm going to go back and I'm going to pull up my old records from when I first started investing. And I'm going to see, cause I know this is like the 2017, 2018. I had like schwa, I had uh, Apple, I had, um, Starbucks, you know, I had a bunch of companies that if I'd held on to, I'm going to kind of do like that uh, walk of shame and be like, this is, I, if I had known then what I know now, you know, this is where I'd be sitting. So hopefully if there's someone out there who, who happens to listen to this podcast, one of your followers or one of my tens of followers, and they're at that stage where, you know, where you and I were when we first started, maybe they can skip a few years and skip some losses and jump right here. But it is a revelation. People tried to tell me too. He tried to tell me, you know, he, he was, he had been doing it for a long time. He went to college. He was like, okay, you know, go ahead and try that, that stock out. I'm going to go ahead and buy some more of this um, Apple. I'm going to buy some more Microsoft. You go ahead and, and play with that. And he would throw in a couple bucks with me and kind of play the game with me, but nowhere near to the level I was doing. Um, so I, I'm grateful he let me fall down because I, I needed to do that, you know, to, to find out where I am now. Yes. And, you you know. have to, and you, sometimes you got to fall on your face and you, it's growth comes from there. Like you, once you fall flat and become flatlined, it's up to you how you get back up. Exactly. Exactly. Man. The one thing too that, um, so I was going to say uh, a little background too on the name. So I got legacy finance, um, and that came out, that came from two different sources. Number one, like I said, you know, I'm in, I'm getting older and I've kind of posted some of information on Twitter and on my podcast about, you know, what my portfolios are doing. I've got one portfolio for my kids. That's kind of, you know, going to be there hopefully for them. You know, my son's 10, my daughter's seven. Um, so I, I kind of thought of this idea of, of a legacy for them. So that's kind of part of the name. Um, the other part of the name is my friend I was talking about. His name is Mario. Um, a, a year this past June, um, he took his life. He was having some personal issues 
and uh and he you know he just couldn't deal with it in in this world so he 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 found but I also have, have made that determination that, you know, his legacy is going to live on. What he taught me, what he opened, the door he opened for me is something I want to carry on as well and, and bring forward other people. So I hope, I hope people listen and learn about, um, about this whole idea of, of investing and for the long term instead of going for those short-term penny stock gains. I think, are you still there? <laughs> Here. Yeah, my phone I got <laughs> off. I'm sorry. No worries. No, no worries. I, I was listening, and you know, once again, sorry to hear about you know your friend. That's and mental health is very, very serious. You know, and you know, we and it's good to see the world's is talking about it and making an effort. You know, to you know right. to do something about it because at one point in time, it was really you know a closet conversation. No one really wanted to talk about it. So it's good that you know people are coming forward now and and um you know at least knowing that the help is there. Um, Exactly. <clears throat> yeah, it's important. I, I take every opportunity I can to tell people that if, if you know someone who you think may be hurting, you know, don't be don't be scared to say something because, you know, the guilt of living with what if is something that's very, very difficult to live with. But that's for that's another podcast. Um, do you have so SCHD is one of your favorites right now. What's what's something else that's hot on your watch list? What's something that you're really watching, hoping to get more of? I seen you're, you're on a mission for 100 shares of specific stocks. What's that 100 share watch list look like for you? I lost you again. <clears throat> Get 100 shares and um, FX, AIX. So that's like the S&P 500 index. Okay. So I may not, I don't post a lot about those like plays like that. Cause those are, those are like my automatic plays that go into from my 401k. Mm-hmm. So what I did was I read that, you know, watch your 401k fees. That's another thing that for some, you know, for some folks that that are out there that have their 401ks automatically investing, go and log in, go into it. You have, you know, you you have access to that stuff and you can get out of those, those some of those funds that those target funds, they Huge, might not be yeah. best from, from an expense perspective. You can go get you S and P five hundred fund FXAIX like what I did. I sold out of my twenty fifty five one and just and I was like screw that. I'm just gonna put all S and P five hundred. I know these companies. Right. So now what that did was amp me up to do more research to buy the more single companies for dividend stocks. So that you know that that's why I'm so keen on buying just single stocks and getting a hundred shares. So one like another hundred shares um, would be for just a single stock would be ford um yeah i saw that yeah they um i think his um i think his name's tyler I, he's a follower um but he he tagged me in a thread because i tweeted about you know potentially adding ford i saw it on morning stars uh, as a undervalued and so i took some deep dive into it and they reinstated their dividend and mm-hmm. i think that's a safe sign that they are moving forward to getting it back to the pre-pandemic level on 2020, you know, but yeah, they've cut it a cut. They've sliced it a couple of times, but Ford they're, they're in a market to compete in the EV field, whether we don't like it or not, EVs are coming. I don't know oh, when, yeah. but they are on the way. I don't know yeah. when, I don't know a date, but they're on the way. Well, California just passed a law that says in 2035, no more new vehicles can be um, internal combustion engines. And uh, 
there's another, I, I think I read somewhere that the state of Virginia has mm-hmm. a law that ties their um, rules as far as emissions to California's. Correct. And, and then, go, ahead. go ahead. No, you go ahead. Um, there's a, um, I read an article today too. Buick is buying out dealers who are not adapting to e- buying into the EV program through yeah. Buick. They're it's buying coming. out dealers. So that is a sign there is to either, you know, get with it or we're still going to move forward. Right. So like, you know, goes back to what I was saying. I don't know what date they're going to, we're going to be a hundred percent, but they're on the way and, you know, pickup trucks, 75%. That's a, that's a huge market share for Ford to get into. Wait a minute. They already are. (laughs) Right. They're the, the they didn't have to change anything on the F-150. They just had to put a new engine in, honestly. Yeah. Look what every other company's got. They got to create whole new models. Exactly. Ford. Now they got the Mustang. I see Mustangs. I see. I saw Ford right. electric truck yesterday. I see Rivians down in um, Georgia. There's a Rivian. Mm-hmm. I think there's a Rivian factory down here. So I see you know a few of those kind of humming around. Um, but you know well, they they got the Bronco. So that's the, those are their three main main hubs right now. I can't wait. I think 2025, they're projecting for the uh, electric EV Bronco. I think that'll be on my list. Yes. I think I might have to break a rule and go buy a new car because <laughs> yes. that's going to be cool. General Motors is also <laughs> going – they're they're producing all – they're hitting well, all Well, if you EVs. look at – I noticed where I used to live – I used to live in California, but we moved out of the state. But I remember when, when Tesla was still trying to get there, Elon was trying to get over that delivery. You know, he was like, I want to deliver a hundred thousand vehicles. I want to deliver, you know, he had these goals that he kept missing. And that's when the price of the stock was just languishing. And then once he finally hit that threshold and was able to deliver the 100, 200, 300,000 vehicles, I noticed like, I can't go down the street for two or three blocks without seeing a Tesla. Now they're everywhere. They used everywhere. to be seen every once in a while, but now they're everywhere. So that adoption right there is already happening. The infrastructure is getting put in. So I think you're right. It's just a matter of time before everyone just gets on board. Exactly. To be, to be short EV right now, for the long term, I don't think it's going to be a viable option. Exactly. I, I know eventually when they hit the switch, it's going to be, you know, it's where, where are you going to be when all of this goes? When, all of, when the big players put all their eggs in place, where are you going to be in life? Right. I think that's, that's how I think every time I invest when the big players say, all right, it's time to put all the players, all the, all the pieces are in line now. Where are we going to be? Yep. I think you're right. Um, so yeah, Ford definitely, uh, I, I'm, I'm on board with, with that's a simple, you know, stock that I feel that's, it's less than 20 bucks. I, I can, I feel like I can go and get a hundred shares of that over time by DC dollar cost and averaging in, am I going to pay $1,500 right up front? No, I'm a nine to five. I don't, I don't have that. I have my life going on outside. You know, I still like to have fun and do my other things. So if I see, you know, it, if I find myself can save 30 bucks in a couple of days, cool. Boom. I'll right. buy two shares of Ford there and then accumulating from there. So it's, right. it's, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to, if, from if you're thinking long term that you can get a hundred shares, but if you tell if you look at it and say, "Wow, a hundred shares that's fifteen hundred dollars," yeah, it, that's a lot up front for anyone, you know. Mm-hmm. So, you know, I and it's I, a risk too because if you blow yes. your wood on it, then it drops. Yeah, you put you, you put all fifteen hundred on, then then what? You, you know. Yeah. And so 
but there's an advanced strategy. Once you get a hundred shares, you can start writing cover calls and you, right. AKA you become the bank. But that, you know, what that, that came to me once I started reading more into dividend growth investing. So, right. Yeah. Um, my, my Mario tried to teach me about options. I remember the first time he brought options and he tried to explain to me and I was like, I mean, it was so far in my head. I couldn't even envision it. And I'm now still I've got drowning a, in it, looking at now, reading it out. <laughs> I enjoy it now. I, I have a regular, like I'm doing some conservative, you know, put selling, you know, cash secured puts. So it's, you know, I'm trying to track it right now yeah. I'm, I'm between a hundred and 50, hundred bucks a week right now. Just like I said, real conservative, but um, I mean, at 50, hundred bucks a week, that adds up, especially if you're just going to take that 100 or 50 bucks and roll it into something long-term, which is my plan. Rinse and, and repeat. Yeah. And with, with fractional shares now, you know, almost every <laughs> platform you can buy a fractional on and, you know, there's no reason not to just say here's 20. And I did that, you know, I had like, there's different apps that you can use, you know, to get cash back on rewards or different things. I was trying different apps and I'd get 10, 15, 20 bucks mm -hmm. you know, here and there. And I would just throw it into either M1 or Fidelity or whatever I was messing with at the time. And, and, you know, all of a sudden you've got $700 in there and in really no time at all. In no time at all. And it, and it goes back. I, I have like, you know, some, I jokingly was taking screenshots when I was first started this because I had no idea I, I would be doing what I'm doing now in this amount of time. But when I first started, I was like, dude, you, I only had like 200 bucks at one point, you know, but that's totally fine. I was telling myself that is okay. I was okay with that because I knew by with the reading I was doing and the accounts I was following on Twitter and Instagram, I knew that eventually that my account would compound and can, I just had to show up every day in dollar cost average. I wish more people would do that. I, I mean, you go in there and you see these people who are, you know, big money and I, you know, I, I just got my $500 dividend check from Microsoft or whatever it is. Um, I've been able to really, you know, curate my Twitter feed down to just like some retail guys like you, people who are, you know, like nine to fivers who are putting, you know, every dollar they have extra into it. A few, you know, kind of big players who have, you know, uh, newsletters or, or they provide a lot of information. But I think the, the, the feeds out there that people draw on, you know, I got rid of all the, the, the rocket ships and diamond hands. I, I unfollowed all those guys, mm -hmm. but to be able to put on there a lot, you know, Hey, here's my, you know, I got 50 cents today in this, you know, in a, in a fractionalized dividend, you know, but you know, that's, that's what I'm doing right now. So it makes it real for everyone else out there who's doing the same thing. Exactly. So they don't feel like, oh man, I, I'm never going to get there because I've only got a hundred bucks to trade right now. Put that out there that, you know, yeah, I got my little bit of shares. I'm making, you know, $50 a year in this one portfolio, but it's going to grow. So that's what, you know, I'm trying to do. I'm trying to, I put one tweet out that showed my overall portfolios of everything I've got, which is, you know, I was lucky enough to sell a house and be able to have some money to invest. Mm -hmm. But on the, on the smaller end, you know, my dollar a day one, you know, is my kid's portfolio and what's going to be my wife's portfolio that I'm, I'm sharing. Those are the ones that are a couple hundred bucks, you know, and it's going to be $10, $25 a week is what I, is my plan for those. <clears throat> and exactly. And it's just you're putting in the effort, the time and you're. Your, your dollar cost and averaging, and that's how you win because whether the market's up or down, your dollar is still showing up. Right. And that dividend, unless the company goes under, you're, it doesn't matter if the stock is down 10%, you're going to get that dividend you bought. Whenever you bought into Ford at $15, if Ford goes back down to $10, you're going to buy some more and it's going exactly. to go back up. But no matter what, you're going to get your $0.05, cents, $0.10, cents, whatever per share regardless of stock price. That's what I think is the coolest thing is no matter how the company's doing, 
you know, I'm in, I, I found myself with a lot of those other, a lot of dividend investors are, they cheer the red days. You know, they, they see the oh, red days. I love go, the red I'm days. I'm going to buy. Yep. I'm going to buy today. It's a buy day. You know, I, I get bored on green days because I'm just sitting there watching it going, I wish I could buy something, but everything's green. So I'm not buying anything today. Exactly. I, and then I, I just sit there and just like, wow, this is rolling happy. And then I'm like, in the back of my mind, I'm like, all right, who's pull, when are you guys going to pull the plug? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, and, and to go back to, and to what you were saying, you know, like you, what I do to also motivate me is I, I look at my future income on my dividend. So I'm tracking my dividends on a dividend tracker app or on my desktop on, um, the app or on the website that I use to track my portfolios, but I compete with my dividend income number. So I don't compete with the number in my portfolio. I kind of like, don't even like look at that. Cause that's right. constantly running like a casino slot. It, you know, you just, you look at it at the end of the day and it's like, Oh cool. It's up or down. But that dividend income number doesn't change unless you put that dollar amount in there. Mm-hmm. So your portfolio can be from two hundred to one hundred dollars, and like that's totally cool. But like, your dividend income can be can still be increasing at the same time. Yeah, I like that. It's um, I I use that Div Tracker app, and you can put in there yes. this is how much I want to earn, mm-hmm. and it gives you that little that 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 you know the that marker saying here's how need. here's how close you are. Yeah. Nope. That's that. Nope, I lost you again, buddy. Sorry, I've gone. I've gone through like six different like apps, like subscriptions, and everything. Yeah, you know, to sort of you know find what what works best. But that Dip Tracker app is, I think, is the best one for for mobile. It's, no, I think it's good. amazing. I wish, I wish they had a, uh, an easier way to enter, like because um, I'm like if I'm buying every week, you know. It's, yeah, it it's, does get annoying. Oh man, it's, it's hard to go and enter, you know, weekly different changes. But I mean, that's a small price to pay to have that functionality. Maybe you know, we'll I'll, I'll, we'll get a, a Twitter storm going. We we'll get everyone to email them a way to to make that easier to way to just export your, or import your portfolio into it, and just yeah. by logging into uh, you know from like your Robinhood or whoever Fidel whoever you have, and just have it you know go into there, right. Um, oh, it's all a work in progress. Oh, yeah. We're, I feel like a lot of these apps are just getting started now just because investing is is now popular is like as a thing to do, you know, outside of it's, it's like going to the bar. I think investing is just like that now. You know, you can right. find a group of people to just talk about investing and you can go out and send talk investing. Um, so I feel like apps are, are just they're just now getting started. So but as technology gets better, I feel like those apps are going to get better i feel like the more money you know they're going to get more cash flow from people to you know improve the app so i i feel dip tracker is give it a couple more years i feel i feel like we may have that feature on there maybe maybe not or something yeah or something yeah. similar to it yeah even a, even if they had a desktop version because it's easier to type than on the phone yes oh way way easier way easier what's a what's a what's a stock that's on on your list that you uh that you're looking to get 100 shares in well i'm not really going for the 100 shares thing myself i just i'm i'm i've focused on i've got money now from like i said we sold our house so i've got some money to invest i've got it figured out uh, on a weekly basis how much to invest each week um between now and the end of the year to get fully invested um so that's between my roth and a brokerage account that i'm using 
So what I do is I look at, I've got, I follow some different newsletters and some different people. And when they give ideas, I go and look and see, you know, if, if I like what they've said and if it looks like a company that's strong, then, then I go ahead and add it to the portfolio. Um, I, there's, you know, I mean, there's so many resources out there that you can use. If you cut through the noise, there's, um, there's a guy named Gen X dividend investor who runs a discord and YouTube videos. And he's got some really good, like long-term dividend holds and things and people in that discord who have lots of good ideas. They're very big on Jeppy and the, and the YLDs and HCHD. Oh yeah. So oh yeah. Are, Jeppy, Jeppy's, are Jeppy's a good one. Yeah. So really I just kind of go each week and I'm looking at either if I'm either going to buy something new because it's something that's on my radar um, or I'm just going to, add to my current portfolio and that's each week i'm trying to do that buy so it's kind of week by week i kind of start looking around monday or tuesdays to see what's coming up new that week um, okay. i don't really maintain a watch list of things because to me it's i, I like the, the the hunt i guess that you know they hey there's something i had never thought of before because you know i don't have the resources that some of these newsletters do as far as like seeing sector trends and and how that stuff is going on like i said i'm i'm, I'm kind of um long energy right now I've got quite a bit of energy stocks myself um, too. Yeah. So that's kind of, I'm following those, those sector trends through, you know, people out there who are, who are more in tune that than I am. So I'm, I'm, tr I'm using their knowledge and their experience to kind of guide myself before I decide what I'm going to put my money to. So today um, I did some buys. I posted on there. Um, just um, I didn't buy anything new. I just added to my Roth portfolio today across the board, a, a few hundred dollars and, uh, and posted that. So that's kind of my, my strategy. Um, I know I don't have any favorites because I don't like to put myself in a, in a situation where I'm missing something that I never would have thought of looking. One that I like a lot that I, that I'm in is um, uh, it's a, let me find it. Pro prologis uh, REIT. It's an industrial REIT. Yeah. I've, I've heard of them. I've, <clears throat> yeah. I've seen them in a couple of REITs. I know some good articles. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. So that was one I never would have, I never would have thought, about investing in, in Prologis, but then I read up on it and then had some guidance from um, some new sources. And I'm like, hey, this sounds, they're, you know, they're, they're, the thesis was solid as far as like in the industrial sector that it's involved with and the, and the, not, and the names of companies that, that lease its buildings. So, you know, that's, that's an example of one that never would have been on my radar. And then I found it. And now, right now I'm up, you know, almost 3% on it and it's got a 2.5% dividend yield. So I can't, I can't sneeze at that. Oh no 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 man that's her longest that's like you said you can't you you really can't bite at that especially with the dividend yield so yep. you say they're in the steel industry they're uh industrial uh, or industrial, industrial yeah okay okay so they they lease buildings to different um gotcha gotcha so there's so there's something like stag yeah yeah because there's so many industries, you know, I, I read a book, you know, um, by Brad Thomas He's one of my, uh, one of my followers He's a huge read investor um, right. and big guy. He's huge on seeking alpha too. read his book, the intelligent read investor, really good book to read. Um, if you're, you know, looking down there to go into that REIT sector, mm -hmm. but he, there's so many types of industries within the REITs and so many companies within those sectors. So it was cool to see, you know, different, it's cool to see on Twitter and, you know, hearing you talk about different, you know, companies within that. Cause it's like, gives me an idea. Um, like you said, on something that I, that I've seen before where maybe I think like, Hmm, maybe I can add this somewhere down the line yeah. or add it to my watch list. So yeah. it's good. It's good to know that. 
this one, according to the Ameritrade profile, that's retail, online fulfillment warehouses is the, the types of buildings they, they own and lease them. Okay. So that's probably a good little sector. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. That's, once again, you see those buildings going up all day, every day, right. you know, in rural areas. <clears throat> well, cool, man. Um, you know, I, I appreciate your time. We've been on here for about a half hour now, so I don't want to take up most, a lot of your day. This was, I know, a last minute thing for you, but. Um, yeah, for sure, man. Well, I, I got one more, I got one more stock. If you, if oh, you, yeah. For yeah. Sure. Um, I, dude, I can talk all day if you, <laughs> if, <laughs> if you, if you really wanted to. We'll, but, we can, um, we'll make this a regular thing. Yeah. AQN um, is a utilities power company based out of Canada. They are basically, they just supply a lot of power. I was just doing some research on them last, last couple of days. And I, I snagged uh, some shares yesterday. Um, dividend yield is, is around like five, per, 5%, I think. Yep. Don't five and a quarter. Don't, it looks like right now. Yeah. Yep. Yep. I think it's like 5.2. Yep. Five and a quarter. So I think it's a safe dividend. A lot of, a lot of investors they you know, everyone, you know, you know, like to go for the lower yields, which is have some lower yields, um, you know, stocks, but not a lot of shares of those. But I feel like a company like AQN, once again, goes back to what do they do? And if you think about it long term, they the power utility, we the stuff that we need, you know, energy. Right. So, you know, I'll take that risk and go long on that, you know, up front, because I know eventually right. down the line, you know, this is, this is something that we need. Um, energy transfers and other companies. A lot of people, I, I see a lot of people go along the utilities um, for that reason, because unless it's like, you know, a PG&E that kills people from fires in California, the utilities are pretty safe investments. Yes. Um, so pretty safe. Until we find a different type of power grid to power this, this world. Well, we're, you know, we're all, I feel like we're, will always i think even even if they do develop a new kind of like you're saying a power grid it's going to be these companies that take it up you know it's going to be difficult for some another company to come in you know and uh i mean i I could see like maybe like tesla doing it or some company like that if they decide to you know go into electric business with their batteries and solar or something but for the most part you know you're going to see existing existing utility companies adopting technology because they have the infrastructure to do so, you know. So that's I think that's why it's a good safe bet. For sure. Nope. Hundred percent. And one more thing before I let you go, I got my name Dividend Dog because <clears throat> I have two um, bulldogs, um, an old oh, English yeah. and a Frenchton um, bulldog. So <laughs> I'm a dividend. I like dividends, and I got two dogs. So <laughs> oh, we got two that's dogs. Cool. So here I am, the Dividend Dog. <laughs> Well, I'll put this out there. So anyone who wants to follow the Dividend Dog, he's at the Dividend Dog on Twitter. And, uh, I, you know, I give myself a follow. I'm at options underscore legacy on Twitter. Um, if you have any questions or comments, you want to email the, the, the podcast, you can email it at the legacy finance podcast at gmail.com. I want to thank the Dividend Dog again for his time today. And I think this was a real good conversation. I think maybe we can work out something more regular and have like a a deal going on the podcast because uh i really enjoyed this conversation with you buddy oh yeah no i i enjoyed it too my first time um i was you know going off the head but you know if this can be you know like you said a normal thing 
I would definitely, you know, be prepared to go more in depth on, you know, the steps and all, you know, any type of factors or whatever, you know, you want to talk about on the channel. Awesome. I thank you again. <clears throat> yeah, no problem. Thanks, bud. Yeah, no problem. I'll catch you later. Are you too? Bye.